you're listening to episode 90 of The STEM Space. When we recorded this, Natasha and I had just launched a weather balloon with my students. Listen in to get all the details. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Claire. Hey. Where are we at? We're at my house. We're at Vivify headquarters, technically. (laughs) Yeah, we are together. And why am I here? You are here because you saved me. I um, just launched a weather balloon. Yeah, you did. I've been working on that, and you launched a weather balloon with me. I came for vacation. <laughs> I thought I was coming to hang out. I was here for uh, CAST. It's the science teachers conference that took place in Dallas. And I was like, let me just go visit my friend Claire. That's a few hours away, which I knew you were launching a weather balloon. <laughs> I had zero preparation for this event because I just thought I was going to show up and watch the magic happen. But I got pulled in. You, you <laughs> but did in not way. think you just were going to show up. <laughs> you can't just like be That's on the sidelines. I we can't. Were, I, have we were, to, I have to help. <laughs> we were talking about how it had been since undergrad that we had ever done any project together. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides Vivify, but yeah. like a hands-on in-person engineering project. So what did you think about working together again? <laughs> well, I think we were both a lot more tired because <laughs> I drove in and it was, so this was Friday. I came in and the weather balloon launch was today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was this morning, Saturday. Saturday. Um, and so you were like, Hey, come into my bedroom. <laughs> and you had the payload like spread out with big bins of stuff. Like there was a whole bucket of GoPro cameras with a million adapters, <laughs> all your calculations and checklist. And then like all the anxiety from like having done this before and knowing the preparations that happened the night before. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what do you need? Just tell me. So I sat in your massage chair. <laughs> And we did calculations because both of us have experienced failure and not calculating the right amount of lift. Yes. That's, I think the biggest stressor is, are you going to be able to get your weather balloon off the ground? Because last year, or it was a year and a half ago, last time I did this project, it was so embarrassing because you've experienced this. You don't fill the balloon up with the correct amount of helium. Apparently I think it was to overcome the wind that we weren't Mm -hmm. expecting. And so the balloon kind of goes up, but it doesn't pick up the payload all the way. So our payload went bouncing along the ground as we chased it down (laughs) to make sure that your whole town was there. Oh yeah. The whole town was watching and then we had to refill it and then Mm -hmm. do the countdown again. And that's what you told me. You were like, this is the one thing that's not going to happen again is we will have enough helium and the balloon will launch. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling you my story where I'm like live on the news. (laughs) Luckily it was like, we were right before the news segment, so they were just recording it. Because mm. the next time I did it was live, but we let it go, and everybody was watching, and well, it just bounced to the ground and didn't get up. Yes. So we were gonna make sure <laughs> that didn't happen. So we did all the calculations and realized we did them wrong. <laughs> so we did them, okay. So you have to include the weight of the balloon. Yes. And so there's some like quick and easy calculations, and everything's in our weather balloon launch guide. 
But when you're trying to like pull it all together the night before and the things that you don't even think of that could go wrong. So like, what were some things that happened today that were unexpected? Well, we thought that we had a full tank of helium. So a full tank carries 200 cubic feet of Mm -hmm. helium in it. And there was maybe half that. Because all we needed was 85, 86, something there. But then we're like, we're going to want 100, right? To make sure sure more than enough. (laughs) And that was probably all that was in that tank, Mm -hmm. maybe. And so we were filling it up and start, you can hear it running out of helium. And we're like, oh, no. That was scary. what do you do when you don't have enough helium? You take weight off. (laughs) (laughs) So... Natasha, you ran over there and we're taking, you took the power pack mm-hmm. off of the All the, the extra GoPros. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, the next thing to go is the science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we kept that. All I care about is the GoPro footage, okay? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was the main thing that but the, Before about. that was the knots. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That is the most stressful part to me is making sure the whole thing stays together. And we trusted your students <laughs> to do the knots. And hey, props to them. They read the instructions. They really tried. They were doing their best. They were doing their best. But we unfortunately did not have any Boy Scouts. No Boy Scouts. Scouts on the team. And so they were not sure. And they even told me, they are like, yeah, you might want to check the knots. <laughs> and the ends were all like frayed. And uh, your STEM teacher, Lacey, like had pulled one of the strings and the whole thing just unraveled. I did not see that. Yeah. So that's when I went through and tied every single knot again. So I was like, we're, we're going to re-knot. And then when the rope frays, what did we have to do? Yeah, I had a heat gun. So I was melting the ends of all the strings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was also going behind you and re- and also double yeah, knotting you your knots. Yeah, my knots. <laughs> It's just like the one failure Ugh. point. And there's not just one point. It's like the payload attaches to all the other pieces yeah, attached of the to train. The parachute, and then mm-hmm. that t- attaches to the radar reflector, which also attaches to the APRS transmitter, and then attaches to the payload. So that's a lot of knots. To, mm-hmm. yes. And then you realize that last time you had done this ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So this time I was having the students help put together the payload, but last time I remember... I had done it all before the students got there. Well, that wasn't the case. That was not the case. <laughs> so I had to relearn my half hitch knot. <laughs> but it was yes. fun. Yes. And then the yeah the payload, making sure it was like balanced and mm. wouldn't be like wonky when you left it off. And then yes. the kids were like trying to remember which was the power button on the oh my GoPro goodness. camera. And then we had one of our trackers was not showing up when we were standing outside. So there's this awkward time where we're all standing out there and everybody is watching. It felt like hundreds of we, people. I don't know how many were there. Yeah. But it was a, a whole like side of this little hill. Yes. All these people are staring. And your dad's the DJ. So he had, what song was he playing? As we were, like, it was like the out. Mission Impossible Yeah, it was very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And then he played it again. Because we're still not ready. And we're, you know, it's like this buildup. And then it was like minutes go by. We're just like, because the tracker only updates every five minutes. So we're like waiting to see if Mm -hmm. this tracker is going to show. And it didn't. And so you you turned it off and turned it back on. Mm -hmm. And then we had to like wait. It was had to have been another five minutes. Mm -hmm. So And the kids are all just holding. (laughs) Standing there for 10 minutes. And everybody's watching us like. Are, and it is like 35 degrees outside, <laughs> which I mean, I didn't even notice, but 
Yeah. Apparently it was cold. <laughs> and then what happened? Well, you tell them. We, <laughs> we launched that balloon. We launched the balloon. <laughs> and it went up so fast. It we had, shot in the sky. We the had, kids were not ready. <laughs> we had so much helium. So we're going to have to show some of the video footage uh, on our on our social media that we get back from the payload. Because mm-hmm. guess what? We recovered it. Yeah. So tell the whole story there. So I did not go in the recovery van. Neither did you. So this is, was this the first time? Oh. Yeah. you don't not have to go recover it? Okay. So one time I launched two balloons in one launch. Oh, so I couldn't be in both. both. <laughs> so I was in one recovery van, but not the other. So that You're counts. crazy for doing two. Yeah, because it was four schools. That's so. like double heart attack. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're nuts. Um, so, yeah. So we didn't go. We had the, the STEM teacher, Lacey. Since I'm the STEM director, I oversee the projects and she's in the classroom teaching. So I was like, you, this is your thing. You got to go. She held the balloon. She was the one in charge of that. That was cool. And so she got to drive in the van with a bunch of kids on the recovery team and follow the trackers. All three trackers that were on there worked. So grateful for that. And so it's reporting altitude and location. It was headed right towards the major airports in <laughs> Dallas, Fort Worth mm-hmm. that we were expecting. <laughs> so it's like, all these things could go wrong, but it ended up apparently landing in the back of a man's pickup truck while it was parked right in his in the driveway. Of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, he apparently went outside and heard the buzzer. We had a beacon mm-hmm. that has this really annoying beeping it's noise. so annoying. And so we heard that we had a picture of our students and uh, writing on it that said, this is a, a student project. You know, it's like, look at these oh, beautiful faces. faces. Yeah. <laughs> Don't destroy this. And had uh, Lacey's phone number. So he called and was like, ah, hey. And she's like, oh, you must have found our weather balloon. And without him even having to ask, she was like, just unplug the nine volt battery and that <laughs> buzzing will stop. And he's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> But they were able to get there and recover it. Everything was intact. I mean, it's perfect. Like, and both of us were like, this went really smoothly. <laughs> and so I think we were just waiting for something to go wrong because mm-hmm. then we got the payload back and we're like, I'm, why are the cameras like working? But they were like off and yes. then we were able to turn them back on. And so we had, like, I was panicking that the students forgot to turn on the cameras. Yes. And that we'd have nothing for all this effort. Yeah, but that was not the case. We got some amazing footage. And if you've never done this project before, like, it'll take your breath away. Like, Mm -hmm. it does not, there's nothing that compares to getting this GoPro footage back. And, I mean, maybe having a baby. That that would compare. (laughs) It's different. It's different different. experiences. (laughs) But, (laughs) But you see this beautiful video, and it's really clear, too, Yeah. of your payload with space in the background and the curvature of the earth Mm, and the atmosphere and the sun coming up over the horizon i mean wow yeah and like and we could see so we had the students vote so there were two cameras on the payload Mm -hmm. one had of course we pointed out to the horizon had their science experiment the other one we're like how should we point it we had the night before like talked about it so i just asked for students i was like let's vote guys And so every student, well, except for the teacher, (laughs) she wanted it pointed upward to see the balloon pop, but everybody else wanted to see it down, pointing down. And I didn't think about this until now. So the GoPro cameras, I think the temperature was too cold. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get the video footage 
all the way up and all the way down. Right. If we would have pointed the camera up to see the balloon pop, we wouldn't have gotten that. We had nothing. Well, we just just watched the balloon the whole time. Yeah. But we didn't do, I'm so glad we didn't do that. Yeah. Because what we got to see was us like on the ground. So it like lifts up, you see the kids feet and then it like goes past them and then we're all just looking up and then it just shoots up like yeah getting to see cool. the ground was really cool i said feet now i'm sticking with them. <laughs> i wasn't gonna point it out but you said feet <laughs> i try to keep going and then i said your face <laughs> feet the children's feet so i did hear that wrong okay yeah um yeah and then it was funny too because when they i need to look through the video and make sure we didn't get this because it would be really cool if we did. But when we launched the balloon, there was this huge flock of birds. Oh, right. Because it's migrating season. Uh, and so the we balloon... talked about like airplanes <laughs> and other things that could go wrong. No one said I didn't birds. Think about birds. Mm-hmm. But th- I mean, it was a ton of birds. Yeah. And it went right through this flock. And we were like, no. Because how crazy would that be? Get taken down by a balloon. I mean, well, does the bird get taken down? Who would win? I don't know. Balloon versus bird. We should look that up, see if it's happened before. But and well, what happened when you filed this notice? Yeah, yeah. talk about that. So I was really nervous because you have to file what's called a notice to airmen, and it's something that you have to do with the FAA anytime there's anything that could interfere with air traffic to let airplanes know that there could be a hazard in the air. So you have to call them. Oh, I didn't cancel my notum. That's okay. It expires. Yeah, it expires. <laughs> uh, and I was, I was really nervous because I was like, man, my projections are showing that our balloon is going to land in a really bad spot, like on the runway of a major airport in DFW or on a major highway <laughs> in DFW, which, you know, is dangerous because it's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to get rejected. And then what do I do? We're going to have to cancel this project. And it's like in 48 hours. Right. You file it right before. So I call the guy and explaining what it was. And he was like, okay, well, um, we have to file two notums, one for the balloon and one for the payload. So where is the payload going to land? And I was like, uh, within a hundred nautical miles of where we launch it, it is like a radius of hundred nautical <laughs> miles. He was like, oh, okay. Oh, that puts it right in the middle of everything. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. He's, oh man, this is bad. I was like, yes, sir. And he goes, I love it. <laughs> so was, Sweet. Okay. I don't know how this is legal, but it is. He was bored <laughs> and excited. Yeah. He probably doesn't get to file That's these. what I noticed. Like, I'm always so paranoid when I make this phone call because it's a very weird call. Yes. And half the time they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. It's not a normal call they get. Like, yeah, I'm just launching a weather balloon with my students. And they're like, for official business? Nope. Just, <laughs> just because I want to. And they're like, what does it look like? like a big white balloon with some orange with streamers. And a, <laughs> some and a bouncy ball. <laughs> some pop rocks. <laughs> Why did your students pick pop rocks? So we had several science experiments that were proposed to the entire school. And every class got to vote on what they wanted. And two of... We, we decided to go with two just because I said... The first experiment's dumb. We need another one. <laughs> but they chose, <laughs> they chose Pop Rocks 
because uh, they thought it would explode. Now, how do pop rocks work, Natasha? They need moisture. Yes. Yeah, so is there moisture as you go higher up in the atmosphere? Um, might be if you're going through a cloud, perhaps, or, <laughs> or rain. if you're going through a bird. Or if you hit a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't think anything would happen. Now, we got special pop rocks, and I haven't actually looked at them yet since we have them back. Mm-hmm. But these pop rocks... Look pretty much the same to me. Turn, <laughs> they turn into gum? Have you had... No. You know? Okay. Yeah, me neither. So we'll find out uh, if there's any difference between the comparison of what flew and our fresh bag of pop rocks and then you got the bouncy ball then we have a bouncy ball so that one i thought was actually pretty cool because mm-hmm. rubber uh it's affected by temperature and it's like crazy sub-zero temperatures up at altitude because we ended up going to sixty-five thousand feet yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh so it was really cold up there and so that should affect the elasticity of the rubber ball. And we have another bouncy ball that's identical. That's so y'all are here. thinking that it's a permanent effect. Yes, right. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. obviously it's sitting in your living room right now, so it's warmed it up. But... <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be able to compare and mm-hmm. see if something changed, how it, how it affected it. So I yeah. thought that was a pretty interesting mm-hmm. one. Because it has implications about what how kids experience something that right. they... They probably all have used a bouncy ball before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's why we sent up two this time. Yeah, I like it. And then funding for this project. Ooh, yes. Okay, so this is my second weather balloon. My first time I reached out to a local weather station mm-hmm. and just said, hey, we want to do this. This is something that teaches my kids about weather and you have a weather station and I think it aligns with what you do. Would you be willing to support us? And they ended up writing us a check for a thousand dollars, which paid for our kit and everything. So Mm -hmm. that was amazing. But this year I wanted a really big event and more things going on. And coincidentally, our airport, which is where we launch from uh, for reasons of a lot of space and safety of aircraft, which is really important. Now you have to get special permission. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we have an amazing airport here in Graham and our airport manager is, is phenomenal. And he was a huge help. So he had told me the airport manager, he said, Hey, we just got our runway rehabilitated, like completely repaved and everything. He said, you should reach out to that company because mm-hmm. it's an architecture and engineering firm. I said, oh, that's perfect because I always love, and I know you do too, bringing in people from industry to talk to my students about real world engineering. I said, this would be an amazing partnership. So I reached out to them and said, hey, we're going to be launching this balloon from the airport that you just did yeah, a project supported. on. Yeah. And I would love for my kids to learn about what you do and your company. And would you be willing to support us on this project? And they wrote us a check for $2,500. So cool. So, I mean, and they were I have awesome. to just ask. Oh, yeah. They had a paper airplane contest with all the kids and gave it the winner a gift card, which is really cool. And they had little giveaway prizes. And yeah. It was great. And, I mean, they had a blast. They brought their kids out who loved the event. And you texted them a photo, right? Yes, I so did. So how did they react to the whole experience? He said he teared up and was just kept going on and on about what an impact it was to our students. I mean, that's, I love that. that's what it's all about is being able to give, give back. Um, you know, any, 
anybody who works in a professional organization like that, they want mm-hmm. to be able to do things. So just asking. You had the ham radio experts. That's right. So on the weather balloon, one of the types of trackers you can get is called an APRS. What does that stand for, Natasha? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> okay. I think it's automatic something, a package reporting system. Oh, I Ooh. think that's right. Don't quote me on that. We'll look it up. We'll link it in the show notes. But it has something to do with sending out something on a radio frequency. Now, ham radio is obviously radio. And mm-hmm. so they there's a ham radio club in my county. There's probably one in your county, too. Probably. And they love, they eat this stuff up. So I contacted them because you have to use a call sign from a ham radio technician. You have to be licensed to be able to operate an APRS. So I'm not licensed. I've not taken the test. I plan on doing that. You I saw do the too. book and I was like, no, thank you. It, the, for a basic technician license, it's like 30 questions, multiple choice. Oh, okay. And it's all memorizing. Like it's just facts that you memorize. So n- nothing, nothing crazy. Or you can just bring out the ham radio club. Or you can contact your and local ham radio sign. club. Yeah. I use Tyler's, the guest that you brought in from Southwest oh. Research. She has one. There you go. So he was my pro wood. Okay. Yes. So you can just use somebody else's call sign. So that's what we did. And that's all you have to do is program it in there. Or we didn't. You just order it with that programmed, pre-programmed. Oh. And then you can just track it on a website. That's pretty it's awesome. It's really nice because you had a QR code. You walked around. Everybody just used their phone. And then we pulled it up and we could track it. And it yes. was really exciting because you're like, oh, it's turning east. The whole school was tracking this weather balloon. So yeah. cool. Yeah, it was it was really fun event. Like I was just impressed how your whole community came together and you had the mm-hmm. bake sale and you had like mm-hmm. your dad doing the DJ and the music and everyone was just so supportive and engaged and like for the kids especially. Yes. To see like everybody come out and support them. Mm-hmm. Um and I could just sense how excited but like they were freaking out (laughs) the whole time and that is actually a good experience Mm -hmm. you know just to like have the nerves and the build-up and then it just flies literally like it launched and it was great and they were cheering I don't know what's your favorite part I think it is that seeing the kids just really start to understand like the impact and how big of a project this is and something that it's so unique and I always tell them, I say, Hey, kids in your age, don't do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like there's people in college that sometimes get the opportunity to do something like this and it's hard for them. And right. you're doing it in sixth grade. Like right. that's pretty epic. And they really start to take ownership of all the different parts of it. And they get stressed out. I love watching them get stressed out. Oh, you put the pressure on a few of them. <laughs> like, what are the instructions? Yeah. What, tell me what to do. Figure it out. So you're just going <laughs> to have to figure it out. And they have their clipboards. <laughs> and they, I had one that was helping with like the flight train. And I was like, do not lose this. <laughs> she had like this little loop that we needed for the balloon to attach. And they took it so seriously. And then they had to wear the gloves, right? Yes. And I was like, no jewelry, no zippers. Because we're not <laughs> popping this balloon. And they're all like checking. The kid with braces is like, don't smile near that the balloon. That was so funny. And then the, I mean, I just love the part where you have them all take a piece. Like every mm-hmm. single student that was in this project held a piece of that balloon, mm-hmm. right? As they like carried this out. This is a 30 foot flight train. So they all had to be holding so onto it. Awesome. So they're like from the payload all the way up parachute and then to the balloon and they're all holding a piece that, and it was mm-hmm. being led by the STEM teacher. Yes. That was just like, 
a great moment. It's it really is an cheering, <laughs> you know. We're trying to weave through cars. We almost hit a <laughs> telephone pole. <laughs> yeah, it had to go around the gyrocopter. Yes. We had a static display of aircraft because part of this project, I want kids to be exposed to all the ways that you can be a part of aviation. So weather balloons, obviously that's what contributes to how the only way that we know weather is through weather balloons, mm-hmm. which seems so archaic. It really does. Like I, every time I look it up, I'm like, this can't be real. Yeah. <laughs> like how you know your weather forecast when you pull it up on the app on your phone. The reason why is because there's how many, I forget how A many lot. balloons. <laughs> like thousands of balloons are launched every day. Mm-hmm. Every day there's somebody out there launching. Sending up a balloon mm-hmm. and that's how they know what the weather's doing. Like what? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and we just did that with our junior high students today. Mm-hmm. So cool. So, I mean, and then I want them to understand that and then say, well, what can you do with that information? You can be, a, you know, work with weather or whatever, or you could do something in aviation, which is heavily reliant upon weather. My mm-hmm. husband's a pilot, he's IFR rated. And so he has to understand all the weather patterns. And when you see certain types of clouds, like, can you fly through that? What does that mean? Is that going to develop a storm? What is IFR rated? Uh, instrument flight rules. So that means you can fly through clouds. So usually if you get your basic pilot's license, you have to go through what's VFR. That's, that's your rating. That means visual flight rules. You can only fly, I guess, where you can see. Got it. Yes. You look out your window. If you, that's where you can fly. If your instrument flight rate rated IFR, then you can fly through clouds, which is super helpful because then you can go up above the clouds, like go mm-hmm. through them to where the nice smooth air is. Mm-hmm. And that can also be beneficial if some weather system starts moving in so you don't get trapped somewhere. And it's hard because you can't see through your windows. So you can only use your instruments to be able to see where you're going, mm-hmm. which is really complicated but you have to understand what can happen in clouds. So there's temperature inversions. There's weird things that the air does. So you feel a lot of uh, turbulence, which I'm sure you've mm-hmm. experienced on an airplane before. So just knowing what to expect with weather when right. you're a pilot. So I had a whole bunch of different aircraft that come out cool. to the airport. So mm-hmm. there was a gyrocopter. There We're was in an airplane hangar. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty awesome, which had all of these different aircraft in there mm-hmm. that were in various pieces because the uh, airport manager is also an AMP mechanic. So he oh. fixes airplanes. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, really amazing experience, I think, all around. I agree. Well, I'm just glad I was here and was able to be a <laughs> Me part <too>. of it. Me too. <laughs> and I just want to commend you and Lacey and all the students for a job well done. It was such a smooth like launch and recovery, and I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. And if anybody wants to try this project, we will be linking in the show notes all the resources for you to tackle it. It's a challenge, but if I can do it, you can do it. That's right. <laughs> for now, STEM space out. Thank you.